All right, thank you guys very much. Appreciate you. Take your Bible this morning, please. Turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, of course, is a classic uh, Christmas passage. Somehow over the last several years, uh, I've not preached this. Uh, and so I want to uh, take a look uh, at this passage, Luke chapter 2. Uh, this morning, of course, uh, here is where we see the shepherds. Uh, in the field, lowly shepherds in the field, and the wonderful announcement that they receive uh, from the angel of the Lord. And of course, uh, they they receive the message and they go uh, to the manger and they find uh, the Messiah there, Christ the Lord, uh, and the wonderful response uh, of all who are involved. I want to ask you this morning, if you're able to, let's stand together, please. Uh, Stand together. I want to read Luke chapter 2. Uh, Beginning in verse 8, we'll read down through uh, verse 20. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, the Bible says, And there were in the same country uh, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, uh, and they were sore afraid. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? I'll bet they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to whom, church? All people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a what, church? A Savior, which is who, church? Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you, the angel says to the shepherds, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with what church? Haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying, which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them, where? In her heart, in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all uh, the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The Lord sent his messenger with a message And they responded to it, and boy, were they blessed. Amen? Let's pray, please. Father, thank you, Lord, this morning for this day. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for this Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one and only true Savior, uh, the Christ of Scripture, the Messiah, long promised. Lord, thank you this morning uh, that we can see uh, these shepherds, lowly, humble shepherds, Uh, the saying of the angel whom you sent, your messenger, uh, and our Savior, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray as we spend just several minutes now in this passage that uh, you would teach us, that you would encourage us, Lord, that you would build us up in thy words for thy honor and thy glory. Lord, help me. I need that. I trust you for it. I thank you for it. Lord, I ask that you would work here this morning, truly, by thy spirit, for your glory. Father, I love you. I thank you. I pray all of this now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Could you imagine if you were those shepherds? Uh, Brother Gary, they were out there on that night protecting the sheep, doing their job, doing uh, what they knew shepherds should be doing at that time in that place. And Uh, I rather suspect that most nights were kind of mundane. Maybe there was the occasional threat uh, to the flock. Surely there was, and and that's why they were out there. But most nights, brother, are probably, you know, weren't weren't particularly interesting or challenging. This night was particularly interesting, amen? 
Uh, Marilyn, can you even imagine uh, an angel comes uh, as they're there just watching over their flocks? Hum, hum, who are we to have an angel visit us? That would have been my first thought. What is this? And, and, and who are we to uh, receive such a blessing of, of, of a visit from an angel of the Lord uh, and, and to receive this message? Look back in verse uh, 8, please. They were in the same country, shepherds. Uh, lowly, humble shepherds abiding in the field, uh, keeping watch over their flock by uh, night. Have you ever stopped to think about this, Josiah? Have you ever stopped to think, why, why? Uh, I wonder why it was shepherds that the Lord sent that angel to to make that announcement. Why, uh, why shepherds? Uh, why, why nighttime? Why, why shepherds? Uh, why didn't that angel appear to rich and powerful and, and, and influential people uh, in, in the midst of the day and, uh, and, and give them that privilege? He didn't do that, did he? He came, uh, Maryland, to shepherds, uh, lowly, humble, uh, everyday people like us. Amen? Uh, and I praise God for that, Brother Art. Uh, the Lord came. Uh, for all people, including uh, everyday humble people like us. Are you everyday people? Are you? Are, are you? are we humble people? Well, we struggle with that sometimes, don't we? But we pray, uh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us to be humble people. Uh, help us to war against our pride. Lord, help us to be humble, uh, humble for you. Uh, I, Josiah, I, I think the Lord came to, to humble shepherds for a number of reasons, certainly. Uh, but, but one of the reasons, just to demonstrate, to kind of shout out this truth, that he came for everyone. Not for rich people, not just for powerful people, not just for influential people, but everyday people like this. Everyone. Of course, the Bible teaches that, doesn't it? There's, there's so many verses, and I'm, I'm thankful these, for these verses uh, that, that teach us that the Lord really did come. Christ came uh, as a man uh, to die on that cross with real flesh and, and, and real blood to pay the price for my very real sins. Uh, but for everyone, everyone, there's false teaching out there. We talk about this sometimes. Oh, he only came for some. Uh, he only came for certain people. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That who? Whosoever. Are, are you part of whosoever? Oliver, I'm part of whosoever. I praise God for that. He sent his only begotten son for whosoever uh, believeth in him, that we not perish but have everlasting life. Do you have everlasting life this morning because of that Savior who came to that manger? Brother, that's exciting. That's exciting. We, the moment we put our faith in this Savior, uh, we were saved from the consequence of our sin. We were, we were forgiven. We were changed uh, by the Holy Spirit who indwells us. That's exciting. Uh, Lord, help us to rejoice uh, at that wonderful truth. That, did anybody here deserve that? Not me. Uh, there's nothing special about me, Marilyn. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Uh, John 1. Make a couple notes, please. John 1 and verse 29. The uh, Bible says, uh, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin. Do you know the verse? Of the world. The whole world. Not, not just certain select people, uh, but the whole world. This humble Savior came uh, in a humble way to humble men uh, to demonstrate, at least in part, to show that he came uh, for everyone. Here's a verse. Make, make a note of the reference, please. Uh, 1 Timothy 2 uh, and verse 3. Paul, writing under inspiration to young Pastor Timothy, uh, referring uh, to the Lord, to God our Savior, uh, he says, who will have all men to be saved. You understand this morning, that's God's will, right? Uh, he sent the Lord uh, uh, so, uh, to humble men to demonstrate, again, at least in part, that uh, his desire is that everyone would be saved. Uh, certainly he sent Christ so that everyone, anyone and everyone, uh, could be saved. Uh, and, and then he's recorded uh, in his word that that's his desire uh, that all men would be saved. Ladies, that includes you too, right? Amen? Say amen. <laughs> yes, yeah, amen. Are you saved this morning? 
Are you saved this morning? Have you repented of sin uh, and placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know for sure that you're on your way to heaven this morning? Do you know that for sure? I don't see any hands. <laughs> Did I, I didn't ask. Pastor, you didn't ask for a hand. I hope this morning that you can raise your hand, that you're able to. Maybe you didn't, but you know that you could because you know that you've placed your faith in this Savior who came so humbly for everyone, for whosoever, for the whole world, for every man. Make a note of this reference, please. 1 John 2 and verse 2. 1 John 2, 2. Uh, he, Christ, is the propitiation, the satisfaction for uh, our sins. Anybody here ever sin big sin? Yeah? You don't want to brag about it, though, right? Uh, he, he, his sacrifice upon the cross satisfies God the Father no matter how big the sin is. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you? Anybody ever sin a big sin? You know, we've we, we got some sins, right? But how about a big one? He came for all of them. His blood is sufficient to cover all of our sins. He came to be the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the, maybe you know the verse, the whole world. Now listen, that doesn't mean that everyone is automatically saved, right? Amen? There's false teaching out there that because Christ came for and, and paid the price for the sins of the whole world, everyone's automatically saved. You're born saved. Now, I was born with a sin nature that led me to sin, Brother Art, and, and when I sinned, I suffered a spiritual death. I was on my way to hell, and I stayed spiritually dead on my way to hell uh, until I was 10 years old. I heard the gospel preached at summer camp, and I repented of sin and put my faith in Christ. I was reborn that day. By the way, I've st I'm still reborn, amen, because nothing can undo that. Aren't you glad for that this morning? Aren't you glad for that? Um, the whole world. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter how important you are or how not important you are. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. Uh, doesn't matter. Nothing matters except that we understand we're sinners. We're on our way to a very real hell without faith, saving faith in this Savior who came humbly, in part at least, to demonstrate he came for each and every one of us. Lowly shepherds in a field, lowly people in Trumbull, Connecticut on Christmas Day uh, in 2022. It's almost 2023. Can you believe it? Can you believe that? Uh, has God worked in your heart this year? Has he worked in your life? Has the Lord met your needs this year? How about that? Has he met your needs? Lord, thank you for meeting my needs this year. He's met the needs of our church this year. I was looking at the, uh, the, the giving report in the bulletin uh, yesterday, and I, I looked at that. I said, okay, Lord, I know we have one more week to go. It's, it's today, uh, but our, our general fund needs were exceeded as of last week, at least by almost $3,000. Uh, praise God for faithful givers. Uh, our missionary fund um, was uh, above budget by almost $2,000. By the way, you know what we do when our missionary budget is above the need that we have? Do you know what we tend to do with that? We tend to give it to the missionaries. Amen? <laughs> we give it to the missionaries. Uh, we had a big offering come in. Pastor, would you please give this to the missionaries as, as a Christmas bonus? We did that, and, and we gave the rest of it also. Amen? I mean, you make that possible. You say, well, that, that'll encourage the missionaries. Sure it will, but also they need that. If you've seen inflation, uh, they need that also. So praise God. Uh, he's met our needs in our church. He's used us, you know, a little humble church in Trumbull, Connecticut, uh, to provide pretty substantial support to uh, 11 missionaries, 11 families. And praise God for that. That's not a small thing. That's not a small thing. Uh, the fact that uh, a little church like ours can accomplish great things for the Lord and, and be used mightily by him, that's not a small thing. Uh, my prayer is that as we go into this new year that um, we stay humble. Lord, keep us humble. Don't, don't let us be full of ourselves. Lord, help us to yield to you and be filled with you. And Lord, you just use us exactly how you want us to be used in the new year. People say, Pastor, what's your vision for the new year? 
And I, I've said this before in other years. I'm going to say it again this year. My vision is, is that we just stay humble. We stay yielded to the Lord. Uh, we stay in God's words that we continue to be as biblical church as we possibly can, that we continue to carry out the Great Commission as best we possibly can, and that we just present ourselves individually and corporately to the Lord and say, Lord, take us, use us this year, and accomplish through a little church whatever you choose to accomplish. Is that a good vision? That's my vision. It doesn't change, Brother Art, and I don't apologize for that. It doesn't change. That's, that's always been my vision for our church. I'm not putting down other pastors who have more specific visions than that. I, w I wouldn't do that, but that's my vision for, for our church, and uh, I hope you'll take that up and, and, and pray uh, that God just help, help us to stay humble, help us to stay yielded to him. Uh, we, we have a number of exciting, wonderful ministry opportunities uh, in the new year. By the way, I was checking uh, church voice messages this morning, and uh, I got a message from a dear lady over at Mayfair. And she was calling. She said, Pastor, uh, I'm calling and I just want to say uh, uh, Merry Christmas Eve and, and Merry Christmas. And she said, I want to thank you and you tell the church thank you uh, for coming to Mayfair to minister to us on Saturdays. She said, Gary, she said, it's been such a, a help and encouragement. I'm paraphrasing, but these, these are her words. Uh, a blessing. She said, Pastor, thank you. She said, thank the church because it's been a wonderful encouragement uh, to me this year. Now that'll warm your heart, amen? You need your heart warmed up on a cold uh, Christmas, but that, that'll warm your heart. But, but more than that, that's a big deal, amen? To be used of God as, as God has led a man in our church to pursue that ministry and just threw the door wide open for us. And I believe people have been saved there. People have indicated they've been saved there uh, as a result of our ministry. By the way, it's as, as a result of the Lord and his word and, and the power of the Holy Spirit working through his words, right? We just go and share the gospel. I can't save anyone, can you? Uh, I can't get anyone saved, can you? No, but we can be faithful to just go and share God's words. Any of us can do that. Pastor, I can't do that. I'm afraid. Uh, what do the angels say, by the way? Look, look at verse uh, 10. The angel said unto them, what? Fear not. <laughs> we struggle with all kinds of fears. Uh, the Lord says, fear not. Fear me. You won't fear something. Fear me. Uh, and then don't disobey me because you fear me. Yeah, amen, Lord. <laughs> help, us to, help us to fear you and to uh, obey you. Lord, thank you for using us this year. Uh, this babe in this manger made that possible. Uh, he grew up and he went to the cross and he died for lowly, humble people like us. Made it possible for us to be saved from the consequences of our sin, but also to enter into a relationship with you, Lord, uh, and to serve you and to be used by you and to see you working through us. Uh, Brother Gary, I can't always see God working through us, but boy, when you, you know he is, and when you can see it, it's so encouraging, amen? Be encouraged, uh, be encouraged. God, God's accomplished great things, added people to our church this year, uh, gonna add a man this morning, Lord willing, I don't know who that man, who is that man? <laughs> uh, praise God, uh, praise God, allowed us to add a uh, a family to our, our missionary support list. Uh, that, praise God. Uh, praise God. Look back in verse 8. We need to move on. Verse 8, please. Um, I wonder if you've thought about this. I wonder if you've thought about this. Um, I've already said those shepherds were greatly blessed that night. We've talked about some of the reasons why, why the Lord may have come to shepherds. But I wonder if you've thought about this. If any one of those shepherds was not there doing, being, being faithful to his job that night in that place, carrying out his purpose at that point in time. There's three Ps. We can have a whole other message right there. Uh, in, in that place, carrying out his purpose at that point of time. If any one of them chose to not be faithful to the, the job, the work to which he had been called, he would have missed out on that blessing. Isn't that something? Did you ever think about that? Oh, I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like protecting the sheep. I, I don't. He would have missed out on that blessing. Isn't that something? 
And brother, I've been thinking about that this week. You know, the Lord has a place for us. It's in church, of course. Uh, he has a place for each of us to serve. If you're a saved, baptized member of, uh, of this church or another church, Sandy's, uh, he has a place for us to serve him uh, and, and a, a specific purpose uh, and a time, you know, each week, whatever it is, whatever it is. And if you'll be faithful to the place and uh, the ministry that God has called you to, let me ask you, does he bless you? Does he bless you? Has, has he blessed you as you've been involved in, in any type of ministry or service this year? Uh, maybe, you, maybe you vacuum. Does God bless you as you just come in and humbly vacuum the building or, uh, or clean or, or whatever you do? Um, has God blessed you as we've gone out on Saturday mornings door to door or, or downtown? Has that been a blessing? I've seen your joy. I know that you're blessed. It's not easy. It could even be a little scary. What does God say? Look at verse 10 again. The angel uh, said unto them, what? Fear not. <laughs> fear God. But don't fear anything else. Fe fear not. The Lord comforts us. Uh, fear not. Uh, you've been blessed. I know you have. You've been blessed uh, as you've yielded to the Lord and said, show me where I can serve you, Lord. It doesn't have to be a, uh, a place that I'm going to be seen necessarily. Just show me the place uh, where you would have me to serve, and, and as you've just yielded to be in that place, right time, right place, right purpose, as God has guided you there, you've been blessed. Amen? Am I making that up? You've been blessed. I'm going to say something to you. Don't run out the door. I don't know if the door's locked. <laughs> You'd still be able to get out. I have a strong sense that this year God will challenge some people to take up ministry areas and, and places of service that will not be comfortable, that will really cause people to stretch out of their comfort zone. And I know pastors say that. The pastors will say that. Sometimes they have a sense that some individual is, is being called to a certain thing. And, you know, pastors will say, I really, I really believe that, that this year I, I believe some of us will be many of us perhaps, would be challenged to take up places of service that are not comfortable, that might be a little scary, where you're going to be tempted to say, God, I can't do that. Remember, if God calls you to a place of service, he makes it possible. Maybe you can't do it, but who are you indwelt by? Who are you indwelt by? Yeah, well, I believe the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, the one who spoke creation into existence, uh, the one who sustains his creation, the omniscient one, the omnipresent one, uh, the omnipotent one. That's the one who indwells us. Brother, I can't accomplish anything without the Lord. Not much or not for long, but if I'll just see the Lord and be in the place that he would have me to be in, um, I can accomplish whatever he would call me to accomplish. I want to ask you a question this morning. If God calls you to a place of service in the new year that is uncomfortable or a little scary, perhaps very different from what you have done in the past, number one, is that okay? Is it okay? I want to encourage you to just say, God, that's okay. I'm a little scared this morning. <laughs> I'm a little scared, Lord, but that's okay. Uh, can you, if he does that, can you decide this morning that you'll just trust him? You'll say, Lord, that's a little scary. Maybe you have to say, Lord, that's a lot scary. But I'm going to trust you to make possible what you are calling me to. Can you, can you make that decision ahead of time? Can you do that? Lord, help us. These men, these humble, lowly men. By the way, these, these shepherds, do you think there's anything special about them? Uh, was there anything particularly special? No, they were just humble men. Uh, doing what they were supposed to be doing at the right time, at the right place, uh, chosen of the Lord to be blessed. Uh, do you suppose maybe they were blessed for their faithfulness to do what God called them to do? Do you suppose that might be a possibility? I think that's a possibility. They, they were blessed by God to be the recipients uh, of this saying of the angel. This Angels are messengers, right? Uh, because they were faithful to be where they were supposed to be doing what they were supposed to be doing, when they were supposed to be doing it, uh, the, the, the role that God had given them in life, in, in the world. And he blessed them uh, and, and gave them the privilege to be 
the recipients uh, as lowly shepherds, Brother Ray, of this message saying, verse 17 says, the saying regarding the good shepherd. John 10, 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd who giveth his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am, am known of mine. Hebrews 13, uh, speaking of Lord Jesus, says he's that great shepherd of the sheep. Uh, how about this one? Psalm 23 and verse 1, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not why is that? Because he's the provider. Uh, the shepherds that night were providing safety, no doubt, but other times of the day, they're, they're providing everything the sheep needs, uh, food and water, a place, uh, protection. Uh, I'll ask you again this morning, has the Lord provided for you this year? Has he? Has he met your needs? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how God meets needs? It, it really is. Um, I'm praying that the Lord will um, keep the 18-year-old air conditioner at the house going for one more year, Brother Hart. It's already beyond its life expectancy. But you know what? God can do that. Sometimes the way he meets our needs is, is helping uh, supernaturally, I believe, things to last longer than they should. Someone shared that with me not that many years ago, and I said, you're right. I really didn't ever see that before, ever realized that, but you're right. He makes stuff last. He'd give me more money, but he could also make stuff last longer than it normally would. Marilyn's going like this, yeah. Years ago, she changed her own brakes. God help me do that, Pastor. Because <laughs> they don't last forever, do they? <laughs> they don't last forever. God helped her do that. Um, look at the, the, say, the angel and the sayings of the angel saying, uh, so we have here shepherds, number one. We have a message or saying uh, of the angel, number two. Look at verse 9. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Angel of the Lord came upon them. Uh, the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Uh, amen. Shepherds, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, what are angels? Who are angels? The Bible says they're spirits, Hebrew, Hebrew 1. Uh, Hebrews 1 and verse 7, they're, they're spirits. Uh, by the way, are they departed people who become angels when they get to know they're not? <laughs> That's not uh, the case. We understand that. Uh, we don't become angels. Angels are created separately from us uh, by the Lord. Colossians 1.16, they're, they're created by Christ for his purposes. Uh, they're always referred to as male in Scripture, which is kind of interesting. Culture will depict them often as being female, but in Scripture, they're always depicted as being male. That's, that's just interesting. Uh, they're the Lord's messengers. We understand that. Here, uh, an angel is sent of the Lord or by the Lord. I don't think this is the Lord. It could be. The Bible says, glory of the Lord shown round about. I think this is an angel sent by the Lord, a messenger of the Lord. And very often, that's, that's their purpose. Uh, to be messengers. We see them engaged in other ministries. They, they worship, of course. We see that in Revelation. Uh, they serve the Lord. They obey him as he calls them to various places of ministry. Wonderful examples. Uh, they minister to and protect God's people. We've seen that uh, throughout scripture. Uh, if you study angelology, study angels, um, there's great benefit to that because they're wonderful servants of the Lord. By the way, there's two classes of angels. Well, we classify them differently, but there's, there's the elect angels who stay, have stayed faithful, and there's those who rebelled against the Lord. They're demons. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about the angels who've stayed faithful. You study them in Scripture, and they're, they're a wonderful encouragement to your own uh, obedience. Remember, they don't receive worship, right? The, the good angels, the elect angels, they refuse to be worshipped because they're not God. Amen? Uh, there's a tendency in the world today to worship angels. There's a, I'm going to tell you this, the continuing education program here in town has uh, every year a number of interesting and, and useful things, but a whole bunch of, I'll just say, junk about uh, angel worship and all sorts of weird stuff. Stay as far away from that as you can. Amen? Study angels. Study angelology. Uh, understand uh, God's creation and the angels and, and their, their, 
their heart, they inquire, they marvel at salvation, they're, they're obedient messengers of God. Uh, you study them and be instructed and, and greatly encouraged, but don't let it be anything more than that. Just be, be encouraged. Uh, be encouraged. See the message, verse 10, we see it already. The angel said unto them, fear not. Uh, fear, Brother Red, the Lord would have us to fear him and nothing else. When you have a fear of anyone or anything else, what is the Lord's command in Philippians 4? What is his command? Take it to him, right? Take, take those cares to him uh, with thanksgiving, uh, and then you can expect the blessing of a peace that what? Passes understanding. Yeah, keep your hearts and your minds. And, oh, thank you, Lord, for that. The uh, Lord desires to comfort his people. Do we struggle with uh, anxiety, with fears, uh, with depression at, at times? Yes, we do. Uh, we live in a fallen world. We're part of a fallen world. We're fallen creatures, saved by grace through faith, but uh, still marred by the fall. Aren't you glad, though, this morning as we suffer, as we struggle, whatever it is, anxiety, fear, depression, compulsions, whatever it is, the Lord is there for you in that moment. Aren't you glad? And we pray, Lord, deliver us from these things. And sometimes he does. Sometimes he, he, he gladly lifts you up out of depression. He promises us peace under certain circumstances. Uh, I understand that. Thank you, Lord, for that. But sometimes he'll, he'll allow that trial to go on for a time and uh, sometimes for a long time. But just like the Lord said to Paul, what did he say? What did he say? My grace is sufficient. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I'll be there with you, uh, and my grace is, is sufficient. Are those just words, or are those the, the true words of God? The true words of God. Have you found them to be true? Church, have you found them to be true? Amen. Uh, God doesn't always lift every trial, even emotional trials. People struggle with behavioral challenges and emotional trials and relationship challenges. And, you know, God is he's at work in those things and through those things, using trials like that to draw us closer to him, to grow our faith, to grow our reliance upon him. Sometimes he allows those things to go on, just like physical trials, right, Brother Artie? Marilyn, he allows physical trials to go on for a while sometimes. Gary, Frank. Uh, but he's working in them, and he's there with us and uh, giving, offering grace to continue in that. As people look upon uh, you and, and, and your example of staying faithful to him and growing through those trials, he is honored and he is glorified. Does God have purpose for trials? Does he? Amen, he does. Uh, he does. Uh, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, uh, of great joy, which shall be uh, to all people. Why, why fear not? Why, why could the shepherds uh, receive these sayings and, uh, and, and fear not? Just look at the, look at the elements, uh, the content of, of the message quickly. Uh, I'll bring you good tidings. Uh, the underlying language has the literal idea of announcing good news. Uh, the same underlying language in, in Luke 4 and verse 18 is translated, uh, preach the gospel. Uh, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Uh, I bring you good tidings regarding the gospel, uh, the good news. And, of course, this all alludes to the gospel of Christ, his death, burial, and his resurrection had to come uh, to have a physical body, to shed physical blood, to die a real physical death upon a real uh, physical cross for, for real sins. Uh, I bring you good tidings. Yeah, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't fear. What, what, you don't have to fear. What, I've, I've not come to hurt you, to harm you, to scare you. Uh, I've come to bring you good news. Of course, Brother Art, this is, this is a call that's upon us as well, right? Go uh, and teach uh, the gospel, and then baptize those who receive the message and repent, place their faith in Christ, and uh, baptize them and teach them all things. The Great Commission. Uh, the angel came uh, to the shepherds and, and said, I bring you uh, good tidings uh, of great joy. The gospel is a joyful message. Amen. It's a joyful message. 
Uh, we struggle to be joyful, but we can because the Holy Spirit, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, remember that, please. Uh, especially at the holidays uh, this time of year. So we struggle sometimes to be joyful. We're busy. There's lots of things going on. We're, we're remembering people that we've, all, all of those things. Right? We struggle to be joyful. Brother, I don't have to drum up that joy myself. I just yield to the Lord and say, Lord, I know you've, you've said that joy, true biblical joy, is a fruit of the Spirit. And just look to the Lord for that. True biblical joy is a fruit of the Spirit. I don't have to produce that myself or drum it up in my own spirit. Just yield to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, bring, bring forth true uh, biblical joy. The gospel is a joyful message. We go out sharing the gospel. Uh, we should go with joy in our hearts and, and share it uh, rejoicing uh, with a smile on our face, with joy in, in our hearts. Hey, I've got some good news for you. This is, this, this is going to rejoice your heart. I've got something that, that you need, uh, we, but we, we need to be people who go joyfully that that, uh, that, that might be seen. Uh, the, the last two words uh, of the verse, of verse 10, they're not put there by mistake. None of God's words are. are, uh, are. They're, they're all put there through the inspiration process. Uh, all of the words and each of the individual words, uh, which shall be to all people. That's where we began. Uh, the good news, the good tidings uh, of great joy. It's for everyone, everywhere, uh, at every point uh, in history. Uh, the gospel message is for all people uh, of all time. Fear not, uh, verse 11, for unto you... Uh, church, help me out, uh, King James Grammar Specialist, that's all of you by now. Uh, for unto you, who, who's the angel speaking to there? One of the shepherds? All of the shepherds, grammatically, the Y-O-U pronoun. Uh, for unto you, it, at least to all of them. And, you know, the last verse ends, all people. Uh, might might be understood to be referring to all people, not just to all the shepherds, but in any event, it's not it's not just to one of them. For unto you, all y'all, uh, is born this day in the city of David, uh, a Savior, a Savior, uh, which is uh, Christ the Lord. Fear not, uh, I bring you good tidings, great, great joy, uh, fear, fear not, the Savior uh, is, is born today. He's been made flesh today uh, so that Isaiah 53 could be fulfilled, so that Psalm 22 could be fulfilled, uh, so that shepherds, uh, you, you can be uh, forgiven and, and saved uh, and, and know the Lord uh, in eternity. Uh, he's born uh, today. He's the Savior, uh, literally the deliverer, the one who delivers us from the consequences of sin. Have you been delivered from the eternal consequences of sin? Yes, yes, you have. Uh, you will not spend a moment in hell. Say amen. Not one moment. If you're saved. By the way, if you're not saved, if you are stubbornly refusing to place, to repent of sin and place your faith in Christ this morning. I don't like this, but you can be sure that when you die, when you draw your last breath, every moment beyond that will be spent in hell. But if you've made the decision to place your faith, to repent of sin and place your faith in uh, this one who came so humbly and who grew up and went to that cross, died for us, you don't have to worry about that for a moment. We'll not spend a moment in hell. God. I've been saved from that. People say, you're saved? I need to be saved. What are you talking about? What do I need to be saved from? You'd be saved from the consequences of the eternal consequences of sin. Uh, and I have a simple message to help you understand. You just repent of sin, place your faith in Christ, you're forgiven. Praise God. You're forgiven. Uh, this good tidings. He's come. He's the Savior. He's the Christ, verse 11, which is Christ, uh, the anointed one, the, the Jewish Messiah uh, who came first for Jews, but also for Gentiles, uh, the rest of us, uh, which is Christ, the what? And verse 11, the what? 
the Lord, uh, master, one who has uh, authority, the supreme final authority uh, over all things. I've said recently more than once, he has absolute perfect authority over all things, including us, whether we recognize that or not. We might as well just recognize it and yield to him. Amen. Lord, help me to recognize you have authority. Uh, I will just yield to you. Philippians 2, you just listen. The Bible says, Philippians 2, 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, Christ, given him a name which is above every name, that so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee is going to bow. Amen. Be at the judgment seat of Christ as a believer, being judged and rewarded for your service, or at the great white throne judgment being judged for sin and then cast into lake of fire. Uh, the first is so much better than the last. I don't have to worry about the last, but I will be judged for my service by my Savior uh, at, at the judgment seat of Christ. Look at verse 12. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Uh, manger is an interesting word. It refers to eating, right? That's uh, so evidently he, was, he was hum, came humbly as a babe uh, to a humble place. Uh, there was no, there was no uh, less humble place available for him. Uh, and so he's, he's at the humble main place where the animals were kept, uh, placed into a, a, the, 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 the container where the food would have been kept for the animals. The word manger literally refers to eating. And uh, chapter 13, verse 15, it's translated stall, same idea, place for animals, place where the animals uh, lived and, and ate. This was a humble place. This was a humble place. He came humbly. He came humbly. Lord, help us. Lord, help us to be humble. Uh, the angel is joined by a multitude, verse 13 uh, and 14. We saw this. Having delivered the message, the angel is uh, is accompanied by a multitude of angels praising and worshiping the Lord. Uh, here again, the value of studying the angels, verse 13 and 14, praising and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Uh, they, they praise the Lord. They, they worship the Lord. They praise the Lord. They don't want any of the honor and glory that belongs to him. They, just, they, they, do, they deliver God's message. They do the thing God's called them to do, uh, and they praise him. They don't say, oh, look how faithful we've been. Look, look I, I had the privilege to deliver this message to these shepherds and uh, to announce the coming of Christ. I'm, I'm a very special. No, <laughs> the, the, the angel delivered the message. Uh, is joined by a multitude and starts to praise God uh, for sending uh, his only begotten son that all men might be forgiven if they would simply repent, place their faith in him. Uh, there is value in studying the angels. Brother Ray, their example is an example to be emulated by us. We can, we can because of Christ. We don't have time to look at all these verses with the same um, amount of time on, on each, but uh, make a quick observation here in verses 15 and 16. When the shepherds received this message, when they heard the message, uh, they didn't dilly-dally. Brother Ed, is that, is that a, a technical term, dilly-dally? It is, right? They, they didn't dilly-dally. They didn't, they didn't say, well, you know, that was interesting. Let's get back to the sheep. They, they understood that they needed to respond. They needed to get to that Savior. They they received this message, and they said, we, we need to make haste. We need to get to this Savior. Look at verse 16. They came with haste. They, they didn't joke around. They didn't, they didn't debate. They didn't dilly-dally. Uh, they said, yep, that's the Savior that we need. We don't need to, we don't need to sit around and uh, just, just, we need to get to that Savior. We need that Savior. Let's go and see. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe uh, lying in a manger. Don't miss this, by the way. The angel that was sent by the Lord with the Lord's message uh, delivered a message. That message was either true or false. They, well, the angel said, this day he is born You'll find him in a manger. 
That's, that was either true or false. You understand that, right? Everything is either true or false. The world today says, hmm, there's gray and there's different versions of truth. That's baloney. Is that a technical term, brother? Baloney? That's baloney. Malarkey. Uh, Dr. Strauss would say bunk. <laughs> Sometimes we'd be reading something and he'd get to something that wasn't treated. He said, just go out the margin and write bunk. <laughs> Don't do that in your Bible because there's no bunk in your Bible, amen? Um, everything is either true or false. The angel said some words. They were either true or false. God's word is always true, always true. It is objectively true. There is objective truth. God's word is objectively true. The angel said this will be, and they went and they saw with their eyes, and it was, because God's word's true. They came with haste, verse 16, found Mary and Joseph and the babe uh, lying in a manger. Uh, and when they had seen it, verse 17, they made known abroad the saying uh, which was told them concerning this child. They, they understood that, hey, we need this Savior, and they got to him. They saw that it was true. They got to him. Uh, they... Their own need was satisfied, and then they said, hey, we need to get the same message out to other people. We can't delay. Uh, there was an urgency. There was a promptness. There was a, there was a burning desire to get this message out to uh, other people. Of course, you know, the, we, the Great Commission has been placed upon us. We are now called to go with the same urgency uh, to deliver the message, to teach the message, to teach the gospel. Salvation by grace through faith in Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Uh, and understanding that the word of God does not return void. It, it just doesn't. You could, you could share the, the word of God with someone and, and think it had no effect on them because they didn't say anything. They, they didn't receive. It does have an effect. The Bible says it does. When people hear the word of God, it has an effect. You share with someone from Scripture that all of sin and come short of the glory of God, that has an effect. You share with someone from Scripture uh, that, that if they don't get right with Christ, their only hope is in eternity in hell. That has an effect on people, whether they show that, whether they allow you to see that or not. The Bible says the, the, uh, in Isaiah 55, 11, my word that be that goeth forth out of my mouth shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. Uh, it shall prosper in the things where, whereto I send it. God's words have the effect that he desires whether or not people let us see that. Don't be discouraged. You share the words with someone and they don't seem to respond. It, it, has, it has an effect. Uh, don't be discouraged. Verse 18, all that heard it, what they do? They wondered uh, at those things which were told them by the shepherd. It had an effect. The shepherds urgently went, Lord, help us to have an urgency uh, to share the gospel this year. Uh, and just like it had an effect in verse 18 when the shepherds urgently shared God's words, Lord, help us to keep in mind, your words have an effect. They do not uh, return void. Lord willing, in, in the spring, Sandy's come back, we're going to assemble, I don't know, maybe we're going to aim for 20,000, uh, John, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, and then those scriptures are going to go out, some here in this area, uh, Lord willing, some up in Providence for the church plant this summer. Uh, perhaps we'll be able to help with scriptures that are going to go out to different places in the world. When those scriptures are taken up and read, they're going to have an effect. The Bible says that. The Bible is either true or it's false. Which is it? It's true. The Lord has shown you that over and over and over again. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She meditated upon these things. Lord, help us to take up that example. By the way, the Bible never teaches us to pray to or, or to worship Mary. But you can study her um, response to these things and, and be encouraged and, and be instructed. Uh, she was chosen of the Lord. She was greatly used by the Lord. Uh, her response is, is Christ-honoring in, in all this. You study uh, her life and her response and, and being instructed and encouraged. She kept all these things and pondered them. She weighed them in her heart. She didn't just let these things go. She, she heard. She received. She meditated upon these things. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. They worshiped him. Uh, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they heard 
for all that they had seen as it was told unto them. Do you praise the Lord? Are you, are you, have you come this morning with a heart to praise God for the truth of this babe who came to a manger uh, humbly, who uh, eventually went to the cross, who died for us, for the consequences of our sins, that we might be saved uh, from hell. Uh, the shepherds uh, couldn't wait to get the news out there. They shared it. Lord, give us the same heart this year, please. They, they Having done that, they, they couldn't help but praise the Lord and worship him, as the angels had done. They delivered the message and praised God. The shepherds urgently delivered the message and, and praised God. That's my vision for the new year. We'll be in the business of humbly delivering the message, getting out of these walls and sharing the message, and then coming back here and praising the Lord and, and, and worshiping him and pleasing him, giving him praise, honor, and glory. Uh, for another year, if the Lord tarries, if he'll give us another year. If he doesn't, that's fine. Amen. If we're home with him, Marilyn, that's fine. Amen. That's fine. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Let's stop there. Let's bow our heads, please. Father, we thank you this morning for uh, the example of the shepherds being faithful to that which they were called to, being blessed uh, for their faithfulness. Lord, thank you for the example of their response. They made haste to come to Christ. They made haste to share the news. Uh, they made haste to praise you, to give you honor and glory. Lord, I pray this morning that because of Christ, we would take up these same things. Knowing, Lord, that because of Christ, we can, we can take up the example of the shepherds. And Father, in that, be faithful to you and to our Savior, the Good Shepherd, the Great Shepherd. Lord, perhaps we're, we're convicted this morning. Maybe there's someone here today, I don't know, who, who isn't sure that there's been a time that they've placed their faith in Christ. Uh, Father, I pray this morning that uh, if there's uh, one person, uh, Lord, that they, they get that right this morning. They take a moment and say, Lord, as, as best I understand this morning, uh, I'm placing my faith in Christ for forgiveness of my sins. I'm turning from my sin and, and turning toward Christ and, and trusting him uh, to be my Savior this morning. The Bible says, uh, Father, I understand. The Bible says that, um, commands that, that we repent. Repent you, therefore, and be converted that our sins may be blotted out. I thank you, Lord, that anyone this morning who, who makes that decision for the first time to, to, uh, to turn from sin and turn to Christ, placing their faith in him, their sins are forgiven. Their sins are blotted out. They're forgiven. They're made new creatures in Christ. They're indwelt by the Spirit of God who helps and comforts and grows us. Lord, I pray if there's one person this morning who's not yet made that decision, they would simply pray a humble, simple prayer this morning. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know that Christ is the Savior. As best I understand this morning, I'm turning to him and placing my faith in him. Perhaps there's others this morning who say, Pastor, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I've been saved for years, and I praise God for that. Um, the Lord has convicted me this morning that um, I need to be in the business of sharing the good news, sharing the gospel. Um, I've not been perhaps as faithful as the Lord would have me to be in that regard. And so I'm, I'm going to take a moment and confess that this morning and say, Lord, help me to be faithful, uh, to seek your leading and, and to be faithful to share the gospel when, when you give opportunity. Maybe some say this morning, um, you know what, I'm, I'm in church some, but, but not as much as I should be. Um, I could be here more worshiping and praising the Lord and giving him honor and glory and being under the preaching and the teaching. Uh, the shepherds, they, they had an urgency and, and no doubt a consistency in, in praising the Lord. And um, Lord, this morning I'm gonna, I want to confess and ask you to help me to be more faithful to church services, to Sunday school, to Wednesday night. Uh, Lord, as you, as you allow, um, please help me to be here. Uh, perhaps the Lord has laid something else in your heart this morning. You, you know what that is. You know what that is. I'll give you a moment just to pray and, and do some business with the Lord. Um, after that, this morning, we'll 
take a moment to receive Brother Frank and the membership of our church. We'll sing, we'll pray, we'll be dismissed. Give you a moment to pray. Lord, I thank you this morning that you hear our prayers, that you answer them. You're a good God. You're a perfectly faithful God. You're wonderful, Lord. Thank you so much. Father, thank you so much for sending your only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, just exactly as you promised, to the place at the right time, through the parents that were prophesied, so many wonderful proofs of the truth of your words. Thank you so much, Father, for your words, for their power in our lives. Thank you for this day. Pray that you just um, help us to keep our eyes upon you throughout this day today. Lord, I love you. I thank you. I pray all of this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today, Christmas 2022. I'm going to ask Brother Frank if he would meet me in the front here, sir, please.
All right, let's stand as we turn to number 95. We'll sing the first and the last of Joy to the World, number 95. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven, heaven, and nature sing. And the last, he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the ability to be here. We thank you for our Savior. He was born to die. May we continue to make you great today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. 